so much bigger. So much bigger. We give you glory and honor and praise in this house. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Praise the Lord. You can stand or sit, however you'd like to do that. I always wondered if, because I, I say that every once in a while, and I always wonder if, if someone's going to just take me up on it and just stand the whole, whole time and be the awkward person. You know, Ushers, could you please escort that person out? No. Just joking. Praise the Lord. Um, let's see. Hey, if you're a guest with us, we want to just thank you for being here. You should have received a, uh, um, a bulletin and, and a connect card in there. And that just uh, helps us uh, get to know you better if you fill that out. And um, it's also a place for prayer requests. Sometimes people just fill out some prayer requests and, and, uh, and we pray for those. And uh, so we'd love to be able to follow up with you. If you could do that in a little bit, you can either... Um, you can either hold on to it and we'll give you a gift if you turn it into an usher or the welcome table and we'll get you a gift um, or you can slip that in the, in the offering plate in a little bit when that comes by as well. And kids, you are more than welcome to take off out these doors if you would like to. We've got some children's ministry happening right now for you out those doors. Pastor Kelly. All right, if we could have the ushers come and prepare to receive tithes and offerings this morning. Oh, I love, I say it all the time. I love worshiping with you guys. It's great. Um, there's, you know, we are, um, I read somewhere, I think it was Louis Giglio said that no matter what, no matter uh, if you think you are or not, we are always worshiping something. And so really that's kind of that lifestyle of worship, where our attention, where our time, where our focus, where our resources go. Um, that defines kind of our life of worship and where our worship is focused. But there's something so special about coming together as a local body of Christ and just lifting him up in worship together. I love it. Uh, let's continue our worship with giving this morning in, in obedience. Lord, we praise you and thank you, Lord, for what you're doing through Spirit of Life Church, what you're doing in Spirit of Life Church. Lord, I thank you for uh, um, just the unity amongst churches here in the Kearney area. And we just bless that praise you for it. Lord, I pray for increase uh, for everything that you're doing in the Kearney area. And I pray that, Lord, everything that we give, um, you would just multiply uh, to, to accomplish your purposes. And Lord, I pray that you would just return blessing on each family represented here. We give with joyful hearts out of obedience in Jesus' name. Amen. As the ushers are uh, receiving those, uh, gifts. We've got just a few things coming up if you want to grab your bulletin. Uh, first of all, we've got an Encountering God service coming up Sunday, uh, July 28th, 6 p.m. here in the youth room. Um, just a, just Those are powerful times of learning to just listen for the Lord's voice, spending time in His presence, pushing pause on everything else. So I encourage you to be there. Put that in your calendar. Um, the, the 28th at 6 p.m. right over here in the youth room. Um, next thir um, Thursday, August 1st, 6.30 to 7.30, we've got a connect group leader or host meeting. If you're planning on leading or hosting a connect group, we'd like to have you there. If you're just interested in learning more about it, you know, like, oh, I'm not sure I'm ready for that or not, feel free to come. We're not going to sign you up for anything you don't want to do. Um, it'd be a great place just to ask questions and kind of hear our heart for connect groups. Um, but uh, that's, uh, again, August 1st, 6.30 to 7.30 um, here at the church. And then we've got, we've been talking about our Limitless, Spirit of Life Limitless Women's Conference, um, September um, 13th and 14th. 
with uh, Linda Budd. That's going to be a powerful, powerful time. There's some information there. Registration is due um, by September 1st. So I encourage you to take a look at that. Again, there's, um, I think Linda Budd's got lots of stuff online if you want to look her up. But that's going to be a great, great time. I think we're going to have many people from other churches here as well. So. And lastly, Israel 2020 trip. Um, Pastor Jonathan has been sharing from his trip this year um, and just what the Lord has done in him, um, just being there in the Holy Land. It's more than just a tour, I know. This is going to be just kind of a, um, a trip, in, you know, with a spiritual retreat, you know, mixed in and just the, uh, the spiritual impact of seeing the places that Jesus and the disciples walked. Um, so there's information there, and, uh, but that'll be April 20th through the 30th of 2020. All right, Pastor John. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like that trip for me was, was discipleship and uh, Holy Spirit encounter and Bible school all, all in like a, you know, like a week and a half. And so it'll, it'll rock your world if, uh, if you're considering that. Um, hey, let's see. A couple things. Hey, first of all, Kendall just told me like that God protected him yesterday. He rolled his motorcycle, and uh, he's here today. So I mean, it's like, it's not just like, well, hey, no, no, no dancing in church. So, uh, so please, 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 please. No. Uh, so that praise God. Anybody else that just like uh, testimonies of breakthrough in your life? I mean, that's a, that's a that's a cool one. You're, yeah, anybody? All right, all right. What's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come over here. I wasn't looking to my left. I'm just joyful this morning because I went to a women's ministry last weekend in Denver, and a lot of times we don't realize the power that lives inside of us. And last week, and I got to rejoice and to see the power that lives inside of me because of Jesus. And he's pushing me forward in faith. And I'm like, Lord, please don't make me get on the ground. Please don't make me surrender. But I'm like, no, I got to do this. Because this isn't about me. This is about him. And so uh, I'm just so thankful for what he's doing in our life. Thank you. That's so cool. Thanks for sharing. Anybody else? We don't do this that often. I just, all of a sudden, I thought, ah, this might be a good testimony service. All right. Hey, um, what I do want to do is uh, we're going to play a video from, well, I was just at camp all week with, uh, now, I didn't get the, the, <laughs> the, the tired, the, as, as exhausted as Mike and Jen Hewen did, because they got to stay in the cabins with the youth, and I was with my daughter in our own room, and uh, you, how many know that's a little bit different? When, <laughs> so I mean, I, I mean, I was tired. It was a long week, but I'm, I look, I look over at the Hewans, and I'm like, I'm like, God bless you, <laughs> God bless you, fresh anointing on, on them. Let's watch this video from camp.
Listen, if you don't hear anything, I want you to hear this. Listen, you did not come from your parents. You only came through your parents. You really came from the heart of God. You belong to God. And I want to tell you, when you find out who you are, your life can radically change. And you can break the identity crisis that the enemy wants to put over your life. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight? Amen. When God calls you, and you get a real touch from God and mandate. It's good for us all to kind of see what, what happens when our kids go off to camp, and that's part of it, just a little, little sneak peek of what happens, and so we'd love to even take more next year, but they get touched. I mean, I mean just watching, watching kids each night with tears running, running down their face and making real commitments to God and, and all of this and getting free from things, getting filled with the Holy Spirit, and, uh, and so now part of this is our turn to, to help support them on their spiritual journey. Amen. Does that sound good for all of us? And in fact, I'd like to just take a few minutes here. Uh, Mike and Jen Hewen and uh, is Kelly, uh, before you sneak out, why don't you, are you, can you come up and share just for a second? And uh, let's see, was, was there anybody else on your worship team from campus here? Oh, Anna, come on up here. And then... Uh, was is Ben is Benjamin in here still, or did he like he he snuck out because he didn't want to come up here? I think. All right, all right, come on, come on up here, guys. And um, um, most of the some of the youth didn't weren't able to be here today. And oh, Austriana, were you gonna come up? Yeah, you were gonna come up. Come on, come on up, Austriana. You can't like, you can't get. Oh, there's Benjamin. Come on, you were hiding, and I said your name, and then you decided we're not gonna take 18 hours doing this. All right. Here we go. So we're just going to just share just some, just some highlights of what the Lord did um, at camp this, this week. Um, I don't think exhaustion is quite the word to describe <laughs> yesterday. I think I got up just in time to go get a few groceries just to come home, take a nap, to get up to cook supper, just to go back to bed. Um, so, but I don't know as if I have words to describe camp this year. Um, I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, thank you to everybody who contributed to getting the kids there. Because I think this, out of the three years that we've taken students, I think this was the most impacting camp we've been to yet. Um, 
We had a game that you saw a little bit of up there called archery tag. We were joking that it was more like archery roulette because sometimes the foam padding would come off and those were live arrows. And so <laughs> we, were, we were dodging them quite a bit. But there's always been one challenge that has taught me the most about myself whenever we've gone to camp. And this year it was either the rock wall or it was that game. On the rock wall, um, I didn't make it all the way to the top. And I knew Daddy wanted to speak to me during it, and so I'm halfway up, and I'm exhausted, and I didn't know where to go, and I didn't know where to put my hands, and he goes, you don't have to go to the top, you just have to go as high as I can take you. And that was such a release, um, and he said, just relax, and you can come back now, you're just tired. And I went, okay, this is all right. So then we go right into archery tag, and we're dodging arrows left and right and all of a sudden it was like I don't know what happened but I heard this is just like ministry go invade the enemy's camp collect your arrows and run back <laughs> and so we we're dodging them and I just I ran for it and I learned I'm braver than I thought I was so <laughs> I think the most fun thing for me, was 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 seeing the kids come together on the in the services in the evening, and um, there were some powerful times there where, where the kids they were they were crying and, and breaking down and dealing with things, and it, it's neat to see them come together as a complete group. With some of the things that happened at camp, it was like. Like the only thing I'm gonna tell you about the activities that we did was like with the with the rock wall. Um, one of the things that Jen didn't tell you is that before she even went up, I went before her, and she said that if I could make it up, she could make it up. And I was about ready to give up on that last try. Like my arms were cramping, I couldn't, I didn't think I could go any farther. I my feet were slipping off. I was about ready to let go, but then something happened and. The only reason why I was able to make it up was because God gave me the strength. And with the services, um, some of the things that happened was that on the last night, you kind of know what to expect because of the years before. So I was expecting breaking down and crying and stuff, which actually happened, not surprisingly. Um, <laughs> and... Um, then I just remember God telling me, I want you to be in the ministry as a pastor for me. So I got called to be a pastor, so that's what I'm going to be. <laughs> um, I think one of the most powerful moments for me at camp was one of our first activities, which was ziplining. And people that know me know that I am horribly scared of heights. It is horrible. And like, I didn't know like anybody there except for the people that I came with at camp. But there were so many people that had just met me that had more faith in me than I did. And it just made me think about like all the people that are there for me and I don't give them the credit that I should. And it just made me think about, like, well, if they can believe in me, I can believe in me. And so I ended up going off. I'm pretty sure I only peed a little bit, but <laughs> pretty sure I went off. 
And like at the end, I was like, oh, it's not that bad. But like everybody was like, go again, go again. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but I just really liked it because at the end, I felt like I accomplished everything. And like I was getting all this praise, which is always, it always feels amazing. But it just made me think about all the people that are just in my life and are always having more confidence in me than I do. So. Yeah, we had um, our worship team had the privilege of leading worship for, for youth camp. And if you guys don't know, this is our Mountain Plains Open Bible region. So Montana down to Kansas and Nebraska, the Dakotas and all that, you know, Colorado. And um, so it was just it was just amazing to to have the privilege to do that. We drove out as a worship team. We drove out each night to Maranatha and uh, and then came back together um, after services, and uh, the thing that I, that I was really excited about was just seeing, you know, oftentimes when you, when you have the, these youth camps, there's kind of a couple of nights where all the kids are kind of sitting back and a little too cool for school, you know, and, and not wanting to open up and not wanting to dive into what the Lord wants to do, but I'll tell you, like the very first night, kids just came ready to worship, ready to receive from the Lord, and um, uh, just see what he was going to do. And if, night number one was just incredibly powerful. Kids coming up and um, just receiving freedom and healing, letting the war, l- Lord speak to them and work in their lives. And that was just incredible. Uh, nights one through four were just all absolutely incredible kids, kids being called to the ministry, as Ben said, and everything. And I just want to shout out to, to uh, Mike and Jen as well. They just led the trip incredibly well. Um, and just really sacrificed their time and energy. If you've ever been a counselor or anything like that at camp, you know it's very, very draining, and they just did a fantastic job. So let's give them a hand. And uh, also, I just want to say that our, I think our, our young people from our church here, they were like the, the most um, diving into worship uh, there while we were there. So that was awesome. They were just going after it. So that was awesome. So I didn't know what I was going to say. I didn't know we were going to be sharing about camp. But um, we actually didn't get to hang out with all of the kids. What we did as a worship team was we would load up from here or wherever. We'd find a meeting place. We'd drive out to Maranatha, and then we would load up again and go home every single day back and forth. So I only got a little glimpse, but um, I just got to see what the Lord was doing with our youth. And it was amazing how all of those experiences marked each one of the youth that I talked with so Um, impactfully and it just reminded me that it's such an age where the Lord does mark you the Lord does call us from the womb he does call us from our youth and you know just as you heard from so many of our youth um, this was a really important experience for a whole lifetime for each one of them to have Um, and I know that even for us as a worship team um, there's kind of this awkward little statistic that the successful families versus families that kind of have a hard time meshing with each other Um, have one thing in common. The successful families do really awkward things together, like go camping, and they do challenging things that are outside their comfort zone. So in a way, um, I feel like even for our worship team and even for our youth, you know, we kind of did that awkward family experience together where we all got to do something outside of the church on Sunday, outside of our normal, and it brought us closer together as a family, which was really neat. Um, So I know that they'll hold those memories, hopefully for a lifetime, and I just was amazed at seeing the Lord work. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. And 
And thank you guys, because uh, many of you invested in our youth to, uh, to go to camp. And, uh, and sometimes you don't get to always hear where your dollars go when you give them. And I thought it'd be just a great idea for you to, to see that it was, a, it was a worthwhile investment. And there are, there are kids, uh, uh, possibly even in, they're going to be in ministry for years and, and because, uh, because of your dollars. So thank you again. Thank you so much. Hey, um, I've got a, uh, uh, I intentionally scaled back a little bit um, of a message so that we could have time for testimonies today. Um, we are in Romans. We're doing a Romans series. And today, I, I just entitled, we're in chapter three, and, and I entitled it, The Great Equalizer. And, and I'm, you'll kind of start to find out a little bit why here in just a second. But um, here's the, the main thought today. I do right things because I'm righteous. I'm not righteous because I do right things. Does that make sense? I do right things because I'm righteous. I'm not righteous because I do right things. And, and we could look at this with, with uh, some different... Uh, types of examples f- from the negative or the or the positive you know um, i think of a, a hypo- some hypothetical situation someone comes to me and and you know they're caught in the sin of adultery or something and i just give them some great advice like knock it off like stop it <laughs> right and and they're like hey that's some good that's some good advice right there and then they then they go and and they stop it and they make things right with their spouse and and you know 10 years later i talk to them and i'm like hey how's it going they're like hey life's great great marriage and and you know and and never never once went back and i'm like great so does the fact that they stopped committing adultery make them righteous no 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 Um, or or what about i mean Everyone loves, and, 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 and if, you, if you are one of these, um, I'm not shooting this at you at all, and I, and I don't mean this by in, in any, uh, bad by any means. In, in, in fact, I'm just going to say it. But uh, like, uh, you know, the, the little old lady, right, that, that uh, is, is on, you, you know what I'm talking about. She's like right on the, on the corner of the street. She's got her groceries or whatever, and, you know, and, and she's crossing, you know, getting ready to cross the street, and, and, uh, and then you've got, um, you know, uh, Benjamin, you know, how old are you? Like 14-year-old thir- Benjamin comes up and says, hey, can I, can I take those, those groceries from you? And, and he helps her across the street. That, w- that was an incredible act of kindness. I'm, I'm assuming you would do that, Benjamin. I don't know that. I haven't seen you do it, I'm a, but I'm assuming you would. Does that, make, does that make little Benjamin righteous? Because he did a, a righteous act, you know? So, so a righteous act doesn't make me righteous and an unrighteous act doesn't make me unrighteous in fact me just stopping doing bad things doesn't make me righteous me adding good things in doesn't make me righteous and so there's this there's this thing we, that we have to understand you know because we could be super committed uh, if if you've been around church long enough you you understand that that there's the word called the law right in the old testament it's the law and and even in even referenced in the new testament and and so we could be super committed to saying hey you got to do this this and this Right? And yet there are people that, that cross their T's and dot their I's as far as what God, God's standards, and yet if we, they, they still are going to get to the end of their life, and Jesus is going to say, depart from me, I never knew you, because it was all about rules, and it was never about relationship. Does that make sense? Okay, so ho- hopefully, I'm, hopefully I'm, I'm making sense today with you. 
Um, because what you don't want, there's these, there's these ditches on both sides. There's this one side over here that's this sloppy grace that some, maybe you've heard of that before, where, um, hey, it's all, about, it's all about Jesus and the cross, which is, I mean, no, it's all about Jesus and the cross. Uh, but but bec- because of the cross, I really can just live however I want to live because he forgives me and there's grace and there's mercy and, and, all, and, and you're like, ah, man, it just doesn't seem like it's supposed to work that way, right? And then on the other side over here, there's people that, that are just like, if I could just do all of the right things all the time, then, right? Of course God, God in fact, he's going to like me more than he likes them. They're doing the bad things, right? Hopefully I've painted the picture of the two ditches on each side. I want to just say that thought one more time. I do right things because I'm righteous. I'm not righteous because I do right things let me let me maybe just maybe just to to beat a dead horse let me um uh, that who came up with that by the way that that thought uh i wanted to just uh, i wanted to who who in here you've been walking with the lord um 20 years or more raise your hand if you've been walking with the lord 20 years oh my goodness isn't that look at that isn't that I want to like give them a round of applause. That is amazing. Raise your hand. Um, 25 years or more. 25 years or more. Anybody in here, you've been walking with the Lord closely 30 years or more in this place. Look at this. You start to see just some of the... T- anybody, anybody 35 years or more? You've been walking with the Lord 35 years. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Anybody 40 years You've been walking with the Lord for 40 years. We, uh, not, Carolyn's like, eh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I mean, it needed to be a firm yes, Carolyn. <laughs> just joking. I'm just joking. All right, you know, okay, 40 years. Who is 40 years? 40 years? Wow, wow. 40 <laughs> Isn't that just, oh, 45 years. Oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. This is just, I mean, the, the, the legacy, the heritage I mean, what you guys have sown for 45 years, I'm just like, man, you guys need to be up here. I need to be sitting there. What, 50 years? No. 50 years. 50 years. Hey, can, can I just, can I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to embarrass you. You three, Kathleen, and then you two, would you guys come up here, please? Just come up here, real quick. You guys, come up here. Come up here. I'm going to embarrass you, and I know that I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my job over this. No, just, no I just, it, this is just to prove a point. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to say it. Tell them how old you are. No, no, no. Just come over here, Kathleen. Come over here. No, no, I want to do this. And, and this isn't to embarrass anybody. Who in here, who in here, has anyone in here been, been saved? Like you, you have, uh, um, you know that you made a, a commitment to God and it's been less than a year. Anybody less than a year in here? Anybody? You're like, and, and I know that might be kind of embarrassing, but hey, it, it, I mean, it, it, it's really important that you tell me because it will help my point. <laughs> anybody less than a year? Anybody, anybody two years? Under five years. It's been five years. We're, oh, 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 under five. Under five. What, what is it? What is it? Like three, how about you? Two or three? Hey, one, both of you, both of you, come up here. One more time, I'm going to embarrass both of you. Come on, stand right here. Actually, stand on this side. 
And I stood it. I should have just not said anything. All right, okay, watch. Oh. Oh, oh, come on up. Come on up. Come on. I didn't even, I'm sorry. And you're like, I, I'm glad that he missed me. But and then she saw me and I don't care. Okay, look at this. Look at this. Oh, you too? Oh, come on up here. And you too? Come on up here. All right, all right. All right. That's it. No more, no more, no more. Watch this. Watch this. Sometimes in this room, um, when I'm sharing, I talk about how Jesus doesn't pass out junior Holy Spirits to people. You know that. You've heard me. Ha, ha, ha. Right? Yeah, he's, yeah we, we all know that in our head that it's the full me- You also know? Like, which group is more righteous? 50 years, over 50 years. Who, which group is more? And so when I say the word righteous, this is what I mean. Right, righteousness in the Bible is a legal term, and it means right standing before God. It means that, that, that before the God of the universe, as the righteous judge, we're saying that if somebody is, is, is a believer, right? Like, they stand before the judge, and he says, you are right standing before me. So my question is, is this group more righteous because of years versus three to five? <laughs> I mean, they haven't had a whole lot of time to do. Wow. Is, is, this, is this group, this, the, would you guys agree? I mean, I know that we're just... Uh, Hopefully we're on the same page now, but do you, would, you, would you agree that this group is as righteous as these guys? You guys can all sit down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for letting me embarrass you guys. It's good to get that visual. Sometimes we, I mean, we, we understand things in our head, but then, but then sometimes we walk it out a little bit different. Sometimes our attitude is a little bit different. Either we view ourselves a little bit more highly than we ought to, or we view ourselves a little bit lower than we should. And today I want to talk about a portion in Scripture that I'm just calling the great equalizer. And, um, and I'm not going to share the whole passage, but I'm going to share some of it. And actually, I'm going to share it out of... Uh, um, I just like the way the Passion Translation wrote this. And so, um, so you might not have that in front of you. So if you're following along, it might say it just a little bit different. Um, so you'll be okay. Romans chapter 3, starting in verse 9, it says this. It says, so are we to conclude that we Jews are superior to all others? Certainly not. And if you remember... We're in this series where we're really talking about uh, Paul's writing to the church in Rome and there's Jews and Gentiles there. And at some point, the, the Jews were kicked out of Rome and about five years later, they were let back in. And when the Jews came back to the, to the Roman church, it had been completely um, Gentilized, if that's a word. And, and the Jews are like, what? What's going, what's going on? It was supposed to be like this, and now it's not. And Paul's writing this letter, and he's kind of addressing some of that, of, of the unity in the church. And, and really, hey, we're all one. We're like gra- they're grafted into this vine, and it's one new man. It's not Jew or Gentile. It's, it's one in Christ Jesus. And, and so, as we, so as we read this, we understand that. He's, Paul's saying, so, so we've, we have already proven that both Jews and Gentiles are all under the bondage of sin. 
In other words, he's, he's saying the great equalizer here is sin. We, we, we've, all, we've all done it. If, if you, the, the moment you told a lie, you became equal <laughs> with everybody else. It becomes the great equalizer. Verse 10, it says, and the scriptures agree. For it is written, there is how many? No one who always does what is right. Not even one. There is how many? No one with true spiritual insight. Are you feeling really good right now? And there is no one who seeks after God alone. Verse 12, all have deliberately wandered from God's ways. I love how this just evens the playing field. I, I, I remember a Bible teacher one time saying, saying the ground is level at the foot of the cross. No one seeks after God alone. All have deliberately wandered from God's ways. All have become depraved and unfit. Kindness has disappeared from how many? From them all. Not even one is good. Oh, now we should just stop there and go home, right? That's it. so, so encouraging. But I just wanted us to, to realize this, is, is this is the great equalizer. The, the only thing that makes us righteous is Jesus. The only thing. The, the, the cross, he, he paid for it all. There would, there would be, you are hopeless without that. The, the only way you can be right standing before him is because of the blood of of Jesus Christ. And, and some, some will say, well, that's, man, I guess, is that a license to sin? Not a license to sin. It's because of the righteousness that you walk in that you are able to do right things. He, he empowers you to live rightly. We go on, and I'm skipping a, a, a huge section here, and I'm coming to verse 21 in your Bibles. Still in the Passion Translation, it says this. It says, but now independently of the law the righteousness of god is tangible and brought to light through jesus the anointed one in other words in other words you can't find righteousness through the law he's talking to he's like he's like that that would be impossible he's like if you break even one of these little ones like you're guilty of breaking the whole thing He's like, so there's a righteousness that comes apart from the law. And he's actually looking at some of the Gentiles. And he's like, he's like they, they're, they're able to find it apart from the law. I just wanted you to know that. And actually, to, to the Jews here, you need to be able to find it apart from the law as well. And I think he's also speaking to us. Independently of the law, the righteousness of God is tangible and brought to light through Jesus, the anointed one. This is the righteousness that the scriptures prophesied would come. And remember what I mean by righteousness? Right standing before God. It is God's righteousness made visible through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. And now all who believe in him receive that gift. Amen. So in other words, in other words, you don't get the benefits of the cross without walking through the cross. Right? So the, the way you get to receive this righteousness is by believing in Jesus. You get to receive this gift, for there really is no difference between any of us. Verse 23, why? 
This is the famous verse. This is the one that some of you have heard. It's been in, in other translations, probably more. The, the wording's a little bit different. Watch this. For we all have sinned and are in need of the glory of God. Some of your translations will say, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yet through his powerful declaration of acquittal, acquittal, right? That's a legal term. That's like, like you're, 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 you're not guilty. You're acquitted. His powerful declaration of acquittal, God freely gives away his righteousness. I love that. Not only did sin become the great equalizer, but Jesus is saying, hey, guess what? If you believe in me, here's a greater equalizer. My righteousness, my blood that, that washes away your sin. It says, yet through his powerful declaration of acquittal, God freely gives away his righteousness. His gift of love and favor now cascades over us, all because Jesus the anointed one has liberated us from the guilt, punishment, and power of sin. Somebody needs to say amen. Isn't that powerful? Oh, it's so good. So I'm just, I'm just going to talk for a few more minutes, but I want us to understand this hopefully today. This is, the, this is the great equalizer. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the angle that I, that I was just, I was sensing that I kind of wanted to, hit today um it really came from our our corporate reading plan we've been doing the read scripture reading plan and we've been in uh, i think it was galatians and ephesians there was there was something in galatians that stood out to me so if you want to go to galatians galatians chapter six just verse one through three i'll read from the niv it says this brothers and sisters if someone is caught in a sin you who live by the Spirit, another version says, you who are spiritual, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. I'm reminded of that, that Princess Bride movie, and gently, right? No? Nobody else? Okay. Gently. I think he was like mostly dead, and then lift up his head, and then, ah, and his head hit the, the okay, all right. Yeah, just me. You who are you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. And I want to talk, talk on that for, for a second. Listen, uh, when, when, when there is sin known in someone else's life, how many know that sometimes we don't, do, we don't restore people gently? Like, this is, this is a big concept right here. It, he, Paul is saying, you absolutely need to address sin and brokenness in somebody else's life, but you need to do it gently. And, and, and I think part of the reason is because you also someday may be the one that needs to be restored gently as well. Restore the person gently. And he says this, but watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. And I, I was thinking about this. This is, this is really interesting. I don't know exactly how this works because... Um, you may be thinking of somebody that you know and maybe some of the sin brokenness that, that they got caught up in and you're thinking, well, I want to you know, help, help them get back in the right path. And, but I would never, I would never do what they were. Any of you, maybe, don't raise your hand, but have you ever thought, I would never, no way, I would never do what they, it would not even be a temptation. Maybe you've thought that. I, I think about this person and there, there's some things I'm just thinking, no way. 
That would not even be a temptation. And yet Paul's saying, restore the person gently. And you've got to watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. I'm going to admit, I don't know exactly how this works. But what I do know is he's talking about an open door. And you may say, that is farthest from my mind. Whatever that sin issue may be, that is farthest from my mind. I could never even think, I couldn't even imagine, I don't even want to try to imagine myself doing or saying or being. And, and, and Paul's saying, hey, hey, restore the person gently. You who are spiritual, you who walk by the Spirit, walk with this person gently and watch yourselves because, because every single one of us has a propensity for sin. We, we have a propensity. Like we, we, you don't, in fact, there's other places where he says, he says, resist the devil and he'll flee. There, there's places where he says, keep watch because, because sin is crouching at your door. And I, I guess the thought here is, could we just make sure that we're on guard? We've got to restore someone gently because if we don't, there might be an open door and you're like, hey, I don't know. And who knows? Maybe it's not that exact sin, but it's something. And there's an open door there if we're not restoring people gently. You guys hear that? And then verse 2, I, I like this, this thought. He says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you'll fulfill the law of Christ. It just gave me the thought that, that hey, there's, there might be one day where, where Tom's struggling and I need to restore Tom gently and that might be another day where i'm struggling and tom needs to restore me gently this seems like a body of christ thing where where we are where we're carrying each other's burdens we're gently we're, we're and why do you come gently well it, it's because of this next part it says if anyone thinks there's something when they're not they deceive themselves The word that just came to my mind through the whole Romans 3 and for Galatians 6 was just humility. Is I've got to go low when I'm confronting somebody on an area of struggle or weakness because, man, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Because of the great equalizer, I've got to... I've got to go low. There is not this overhanded, I'm more spiritual than you. or whatever. We, Hopefully you know this, but we don't always walk this thing out, right? I got to restore gently, right? When, if, if Brad were, he's like, don't look at me. No. <laughs> like, man, because I, I not only know my own past and my own weaknesses, but I realize, wait a minute, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the only way that we're righteous is through the cross. And if I don't approach people in that way, there's an open door in my life for sin, for the enemy. It's how it should work. It's God's plan for restoration. Um, I think it takes humility on both sides. Because in order for restoration to really work, in order for someone to really, really uh, um, leave where they're at 
in brokenness and sin and to be able to come into right relationship with God. It takes humility on both sides. For them, it takes a recognition that there's a problem, that there's sin, and it takes a willingness for uh, someone else to walk with them. Isn't that just humbling? For me to tell somebody, man, I blew it, I messed up, I'm, I'm, here's my sin, to, it's gross, you don't want anyone to see that, right? Oh, this is nasty, and, and, you, and you share that with somebody, man, isn't that just, doesn't it take humility? I would think holding on to that and pretending like it doesn't exist is, is, at some level is pride. And so for me to be able to re- really walk free on this, I need to be able to, in a place of humility, say, man, here's my struggle. But then the other person, the one, the one who's walking spiritually, they've got to go low too. And it takes humility on both sides. I've got to be able to say, man, man, yeah, man, I, I get it. I have a propensity for sin as well. But Jesus, but the cross, but grace. Does that help? Romans 3 the famous verse, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, is jam-packed here in this story that Paul's talking about. That, hey, guess what, guys? This is the great equalizer. And the, and the encouragement was verse 24. Yet through his powerful declaration of acquittal, God freely gives away his righteousness. His gift of love and favor now cascades over all of us, all because Jesus, the anointed one, has liberated us from the guilt, punishment, and power of sin. I don't know what you're walking through today. You may feel a sense of guilt and shame and condemnation over whatever you're carrying. Maybe you've never shared it with anybody and you, you want to be free, but it's just like, it, 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 it's heavy and you don't want to share. Can I just tell you, this is the great equalizer. We all, we're all, man, we all have a story. And what the enemy wants to do with each and every one of us is to, is to tell us, hey, hey, you're the only one. You're the only one. They've been serving the Lord for over 50 years. They're way more righteous than you. (laughs) That's what the enemy wants to say. It's just not true. It's just not true. Hey, this morning, uh, Pastor Kelly's going to come and the team, and we're um, going to worship with one last song. And this is what I want. If If the Holy Spirit is working on your heart this morning, and you're like, you know what? Yeah. Man, I needed that. I needed to realize that there's this great equalizer, that, that, that shame, guilt and shame has been holding me back, that there's been lies I've been listening to. I need to be free. If that's you, I would, I would encourage you to come up at some point with our altar prayer team here in a little bit and just say, I need, I need help. But for anything else, you might want prayer for any area of breakthrough. There's all kinds of things going on in, in, in life. There might be a health issue. There might be whatever. Can we stand this morning? As our team gets ready to lead us. And at some point here, I'm going to come back up and I'm just going to invite our worship team, or I'm, I'm sorry, our prayer team up to the front. But let's just, all over this place, Lord, we give you our heart. We just say, yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus, to your will and to your way. 
maybe in your own heart and in your own words, you can just say, just admit, I can't do this on my own. I've tried to get free on my own, and it just hasn't worked up to this point. Lord, I need you, and I need people. Lord, we thank you for the great equalizer this morning, that the ground is level at the foot of the cross. As the Lord's ministering to you, let's worship with this song. going to continue in an attitude of praise and worship and you're welcome to stay in here as long as you want our prayer teams are coming forward right now and uh, if you need prayer for anything i just encourage you to come and have someone partner with you this morning we love you so much hey one thing i want you to know is um i think it's called mom and pop's barbecue is that right I, or something close i got it uh, josh mcdowell works there and they donated a uh, just a bunch of uh pulled pork and some uh, some beef and everything, and it's portioned out in bags out in the um, kitchen. If you'd like to take some with you, you are welcome to it. First come, first serve, ready, set, go.
God bless you guys. Love you very much.